Good morning. Today's scripture is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Amen. Thank you. If you're here for the very first time, I'm Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor of this church, and I welcome all of you. Today, we are on our Thanksgiving weekend. We finish out our current series that is titled Attitude of Gratitude, which is living life with a heart of thanksgiving. If you open up your programs, you will notice in the right-hand side, there are some fill-in-the-blanks. Answers to those fill-ins will be up on the screen during my sermon here today. If you're like our family, I pray that you had a, a, a great time of uh, Thanksgiving Day as uh, I had the privilege of being with my family and serving along with several of the uh, volunteers who went to the Limerick Bowling Center to do the Turkey Bowl as we served hundreds of people. It was so awesome to do that, and the people were so, you know, appreciative and saying thank you at all times. So we're so thankful for the partnership of that, and thank you to Mr. Bill Morris and uh, Ms. Jan Morris, you know, as part of the coordinators for our church to do so, and all the volunteers that went out. It was, it was great to see. Uh, and then after that, we went over to uh, travel to Lebanon to be with uh, my brother's house, and I probably, I think over 30 people were there. It was awesome to um, take part in the meal, and my dad, you know, gathered all of us and just said thank you, um, part of the, uh, not of material things, but thank you for family, and then we prayed together. And after eating the buffet type of meal, we went and just jammed out with music and uh, the keyboard, the, the, the bongos, going guys. I mean, it was, it was awesome to be able to uh, be there as part of the family and uh, giving thanks to the family as well as thanking God. So I hope that you did spend time with family and friends this week. And I know that there are individuals who don't have that type of uh, luxury, but uh, I pray that you were able to co- uh, connect with other people to uh, say some type of thanksgiving. And if you didn't, at least thanking God for what you do have. So today I want to uh, go into this series, and, and this sermon here today is understanding how to receive a blessing. That's our theme for today, understanding how to receive a blessing. And before we go into breakdown of our sermon series, or, or, the, or the scripture, I want to share just a little bit brief background of what uh, uh, someone who was dealing with leprosy had to deal with. I mean, you probably already know, and, uh, but for those that don't know exactly, and, and let me give you an idea of what it was. Uh, this, uh, this disease and, and uh, bacteria, it was, uh, it was start out like a patch, you know, on the eye, like a, a pink patch in the eye or, or the, the brow, the nose, the cheek, the chin, the ear, maybe the, the, the head. And, but it didn't only just stay there. All of a sudden, this bacteria would go from the face and then go down into the body as it was attacking this, you know, the systemic you know, system, the nervous system, the skin system. It was a horrific disease. 
And so what was happening then is like the, the uh, fingers would fall off. Toes would fall off. I mean, the, the, the bones, it will start shriveling up, you know, close to them because of lack of the, the blood supply and other, like the bone marrows. And if you actually Google or, or search, uh, a web search, uh, anyone that has leprosy in the images, you'll actually see different things from the, the uh, deformed faces to no fingers, no toes. And it will let you know what people actually dealt with. And so this is where we find ourselves as the ten lepers are going and calling out to Jesus. They knew that Jesus was coming, you know, for one way or another. They were there. I mean, think about it for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. These are the group of individuals who were the outcasts of that society. If they had that, uh, uh, the, uh, that bacteria and leprosy along with them, they were taken out from the society. They were pulled to the side, and then they, they had to fend for themselves. No family, no job, no worship, no hope. And so this, out of desperation, I wanted you to uh, picture what they had to go through, and then they were able to collectively put a voice together as found in verse 13 when they say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. One of the things that affects, you know, of the, of the leprosy is the larynx. So all, all of a sudden, it starts affecting the way that you, you speak, the raspy voice or, or low voice. You can hardly speak. So I can only imagine after hearing that type of a, a study of what the leprosy does, I kind of picture them, even though they were crying out for help, they were crying out for mercy. I can just, with all their might, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So that's just me right here. But I'm going to ask for, this, for, for just the participation from the congregation. Join me in those words here, okay? But don't say it out loud. Just think that you're, you have this type of disease or, or, or bacteria in you that you can't even say it out loud. So, but join together collectively. Ready? Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now let's put the whole congregation uh, on this side too. Join with. Let's see if, if even if the smallest voice as you're coming out to see if you could hear it a little better. Ready? Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. There, with all the pain, all the hurt, everything, the desperateness, it leads us into the first point I want to share with you is that we have to ask for God's blessings. We as brothers and sisters in Christ, as sons and daughters of the Almighty God, we have to learn how to ask for God's blessings. In the midst of their desperate need, they were calling out. They didn't care if their voice wasn't loud enough. They were crying out that Jesus heard their plea. How many of us will, will understand that it's so important for us to learn how to ask for God's blessings? Sometimes we ask for things and then we get upset because the answer to our prayers is not answered in the way that we wanted to. And you, sometimes people get upset and be like, God, this is not what I asked for. But the thing is that God understands what we need. But even the most smallest things... We have to come into realization that apart from asking, we have to learn. The second point here today is receive. You have to learn how to receive God's blessings. 
The Apostle Paul, in the, in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 11 uh, through 13, he was in, you know, in jail, in jail, he was in prison. He knew, I mean, he, he knew what the need was, and yet he still wrote out. I'm going to share those words with you here. He shared with the, in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, it says, I have learned how to be content in whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, here's a man that in jail, he still was able to take that, have that attitude of gratitude and share with other people, whether I have a full stomach or whether I'm empty, whether I have a lot or little, I want to give thanks to God. I have learned that secret of living, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So in receiving the blessings some of us don't even understand or, or, or really capture of how we respond to our giving. The Bible is saying here, when these lepers came to Jesus, Jesus said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. You see, Jesus continued on, wanted to make sure that the Levitical law was still in place. And the Levitical law, if you want to write it in your notes, you can find it in Leviticus 13 and 14. It gives you prescriptions of what and how people with leprosy, what they had to go through in order to get reconnected into the camp or the, the body of people. And so they needed to show themselves to the priest. And remember when I shared earlier today that as part of the face, there's patches can also be on the head. So the Levitical law had people go to the priest and they had to also shave their heads to make sure that no, nothing was being covered up. And so that was part. So Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest. And what did they do? Their response. And they received the blessing on the way to the priest. But what took place was one came back. You see, one learned how to really receive that blessing of healing, the blessing of being saved and, 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 and that experience and that salvation. Why? Because he comes back to Jesus in the midst of going, he realizes that he is healed. Instead of going and making sure that he goes to the priest, he goes back because that's where the power was. That was that's where the mercy was received. That's where the compassion took place. And he wanted to come back. And how did he respond? He gave a shout of joy, of praise. And he says, praise God. And so now the congregation, you no longer have the disease or leprosy of the larynx of keeping it low. I want you to say, praise God, in the count of one, two, three. Praise God. Huge difference. So now you've asked God for blessings. You're receiving it. And by part of receiving it, it comes to the third point, is that we have to, we have to be able to be thankful for God's blessings. We have, to, we have to be thankful for God's blessings. Some of, us, some of us are always looking at the grandest things in life and the grandest blessings, but we fail to realize and notice the small things in our lives. 
And sometimes the smallest things make the grandest moments of life if we just know how to be thankful for them, if we just know how to receive the blessing. This one man out of all the the ten came back, and Jesus responded to them, didn't I heal ten people? Why is there only one coming back? Because that one knew how to be thankful, have that attitude of gratitude. And Jesus says, you know what? Go. Your faith has saved you. I believe he still went to go to the priest, but knowing, just like the other nine went and presented themselves to the priest. The Bible doesn't say how, you know, how long it took for them. We don't know that information. But one thing for sure is that when Jesus says, go, you're saved. So not only did that one receive the healing, he received salvation. But what about the other nine, ladies and gentlemen? And we fall short of God's glory, and many times we fall under the, the, the understanding of we are one of those nine people. We ask God for blessings. We receive the blessings, but then we continue on without even giving a thanks to God. So it's really easy to go and judge those nine that never came back, but we sometimes fall into that trap because we have done it time and time again. And guess what? It's going to happen, you know, from today or in the future. But what happens is this scripture reminds us of how we are to thank God for the blessings that we receive. We need to understand how we need to move from the mentality of the nine to the one. And don't, don't, be, don't be playing games with me or anyone else saying, hey, I'm, I'm nine out of ten. No. We're not, we're not talking about no beauty contests or things, you know, saying out of one to ten, which one are you? No, no. That one is what we need. The understanding of the response of giving thanks to God. And then the Bible says that he then went to his feet and, and went into the worship posture. That's also a response. So not only praising God, he fell at Jesus' feet and he worshiped him. And out of that, he thanked God for the blessing. Wherever you are in your life, wherever journey you're in, the same way that the lepers were as they were going to the priest, as they were going to where they needed to be, one realized that they had been, he had been healed. I'm pretty sure the other ones did. But here's the problem. Those nine probably only used Jesus. You see, they didn't come back to worship him. Sometimes there are people who just ask for a blessing, and as soon as they receive it, that's it. That's all they want of Jesus. There's no moment of praising God. There's no moment of of, of worshiping him. There's no more of thanking him. How many of us has fallen into that trap? We're asking and asking, and we receive it, and we fail to even say thank you. God wants us to be able to understand this, to be able to say, look, I healed many. Why are only a few coming back? Having the attitude of gratitude, ladies and gentlemen, allows for us to know how to ask, how to receive, and also say thanks, even the most smallest things in our lives. And I pray you have that today. When you head out these doors that you say, okay, God, I'm a new person. I, I, I heard your message today. I want to be one that's always giving you thanks. 
even the most smallest things, because I want to have an attitude of gratitude. Let us pray. God, we're so thankful. The same way that the lepers were called out, and it says, Jesus and Master, when we approach you, Lord, let us not just uh, approach you for the sake of just saying, hey, God, here, how's it going or things, but understand that you are the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of kings. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the healer of healers, Lord. And with that respect, Lord, we come before you and then ask for the blessings. But Lord, let us understand that the blessings that we have in our lives is not just simply because we have family or we have a job, we have a car or a home, or, but the blessing that we have in the salvation through Jesus Christ. Because that's what he is able to provide for us on a daily basis. Salvation when we're joyful, salvation when we're hurting. Salvation when we're walking and salvation if we are in bed rest. We thank you for that and let us have that attitude of gratitude. Not just this weekend or for Thanksgiving, but every day you give us. As we've already heard, it's another day of life. It's another day of opportunity. Bless us, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ricky. We appreciate that very much. Thank you for the word that you shared with us today. In just a moment, the ushers are going to be coming uh, to receive our morning offering. If you, uh, if you are with us for the first time, we're just so grateful you're here. And thank you so much. We always have homework here. And because this is Thanksgiving weekend, our, our uh, homework is... Just list the blessings that you should be thankful for, and then take time to be thankful for them, and then continue to enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend, the leftovers. Continue to enjoy. And then we, if you uh, would like prayer or need prayer this morning, we have uh, lay pastors and Stephen ministers that'll be here with us. Just a reminder that um, in the lobby are the Pottstown um, cluster bags if you'd like to be helping with them. Also, uh, if you'd like to sign up to do the Advent lighting. The ushers are coming in this time. As they come, we're going to introduce our new series to you. It's our Advent series, our Christmas series. We're very excited about it. Uh, Watch this with us. Amen, amen. Like Pastor Gil had mentioned, you know, we're excited about it because it's a great, you know, transition into what we just did of attitude of gratitude and then finding out who needs Jesus. 
we are already grateful for what God has done for us, but also pray for those who will be entering our church doors throughout this Advent season. Don't rush into Christmas. That's what Advent is about. It's about expectations and anticipations. And I pray that as you continue uh, knowing that we'll start that series next week, it's Advent. Bring your family and friends throughout this, you know, uh, December weekend. And, you know, we'll pray for those who are going to be coming and, uh, and then continue to come afterwards because they are feeling welcomed and hear the message of Christ. It's a message of hope in the midst of despair. Receive the benediction at this time. As you go out today, remembering the message of today, if you know that you have been part of the one of the nine, turn and your mentality and your perspective to one of the ones. The one that turned and give thanks to God that worshiped him and praised him. So with that knowing that we are a forgiven people, go out these doors and share the love of Christ with your family, your friends, and others to share that hope. Until we see each other again, may his love, peace, and guidance of the precious Holy Spirit and being thankful for all that he provides for us, God's people will all say, amen. Please stand for the closing song.